Crawling out of the swamps of South Florida and into the storage closet. June 17th, this is your host, Chimp. And this is Captain Brunch. The perpetual guest who doesn't go away. A chimp, it's another Saturday. Yeah, am I talking to Brunch or am I talking to fish and chips? Your British alter ego. <laughs> My British, how many alter egos? Does Captain Brunch have at least two apparently? So one of them is uh, Fish and Chips, the uh, British rapper. The British rapper, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Um, right. So yeah, um, I, I, it's been a while since I've been to the UK. I was there once. I would love to go back sometime. Fish and chips. Oh, that's a very greasy food. The only thing I remember you saying is you guys didn't expect it to be AC at the hotels in summer. Or you guys expected no, we expected there to be AC, <laughs> and we didn't expect there to not be AC. So we went to all every single hotel we went in that was just like hot as hell. It was only like the fancy hotels that we stayed at with my mom's discount at the time because she used to work for Starwood Hotels. So those were the only ones that had AC. All the other ones, like all the Airbnbs we stayed at, like none of them had AC. They were all just hot, and and that particular summer in the UK. They had an historic heat wave that was like it had been like a hundred years since it had been that hot or some crazy something like that. So, yeah, it was funny. We felt like the heat followed us to the UK. The heat followed you. Well, we were promised, you know, like rainy weather and, you know, muggy weather. And we got a little bit of that, but we mostly got just the, the heat. Just awesome. Very hot. So uh, I wanted to give a big congratulations to uh, Greta Thunberg. Uh, she recently graduated high school. And so she can now um, harass the world as, an, as, a, as a credentialed adult. And that's, that's great for her. Yes, yes. Congratulations, Greta. You know, it must be hard to graduate high school when you spend most of your time like as an activist and doing marketing and publicity stunts and photo ops and things like that. So, you know, I'm really amazed that she was able to graduate when so many students can't even graduate and their only distraction is their cell phones. So uh, congrats to Greta Thunberg. But on that note, I wanted to uh, give my condolences to the family and friends of Daniel Ellsberg. So this was uh, a whistleblower who was famous for leaking the Pentagon Papers um, back in the... 1970s maybe it was the late 60s or early 70s and so this guy had um, he was working for the CIA I think at the time and he had access to all these files that were basically showing that the United States was lying to the public about the status of that war at the time and they tried to prosecute him for releasing those documents but he ended up getting um, I think he was found not guilty for uh for the activities. So I think it had to do with the fact that like they considered it in the public interest, what he did, which is interesting because, you know, like all these years later, and we'll talk about this later in the show, but all these years later, you know, you got president Trump being prosecuted for something to do with documents. Yeah. But it definitely, um, from what I remember, it definitely destroyed his life. Um, Ellsberg, like in terms of like getting a job anywhere or doing anything, you, you really have to go on your own at that point. Yeah, I mean, he had to basically spend the rest of his life as a professional, like, whistleblower 
you know, like as a professional former whistleblower, you know, like that's just, I think what he was for the rest of his life. He would go on talk shows or go on news programs as that guy who released the Pentagon papers, you know, like professional I don't really, former whistleblower. Yeah. Like, I don't think he really had, I don't know, but, but you know, he had a long life. I mean, that was all the way in the seventies and the guy, you know, long life. And I, I know most recently, one of the things he was in the news for was basically saying that he had, I think we talked about it too, that he had received a copy of the same documents that, that uh, Julian Assange had received from, um, I don't remember if it was Edward Snowden, but I just, I remember that he was basically saying that whatever Julian Assange is being prosecuted for, that he had done the exact same activities. And so there was no reason why he should not have been uh, tried or at least, you know, convict, uh, arraigned, um, charged with the same charges, you know, like, so that was, you know, so anyways, I'm, uh, I'm a supporter of transparency. I am against like the deep state and the like the secretive manipulative things that the government does behind our backs with our money and with our power and with our name. So uh, definitely want to just, you know, give my condolences and my recognition to uh, the, the past Daniel Ellsberg. So uh, how's your week going, Chimp? Pretty good. Um, let's see. Last night I went to go see Hey, Big Money is here. <laughs> oh, Big Money. Yeah, our guest just walked into the studio, so I guess uh we're uh, getting situated. So what were you saying, Chimp? Uh, I saw um, I haven't been to the movies in a while, but I saw the new Spider Man last night. Oh, it was like what was it called? Spider Man something something verse? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Chimp just started choking out of nowhere. No, the second one is um, something spider It's actually really good. Oh, man. <laughs> Chimp is totally dying right now, so we might have to cut this in post. Sorry. Yeah, I was uh, pleasantly well, what, surprised. Are, are you sure you're okay, Chimp? I don't, I don't want to go on with the show if I'm you're I'm a professional, damn it. I'm good. <laughs> it was uh, beautiful. Beautifully animated. Holy shit. It was really nice. The colors, you're not. Hold on. Yeah, you're not you're not actually on the show yet. Speak, please. The colors in yes, the colors. Spider-Man movie and the soundtrack was the soundtrack was awesome too. Well, I mean, I, I like the music. I'm not a big fan <laughs> of that music, to be honest. Like, but that music, that music. I don't even like. What does that mean? How would I say that Metro music? Metro Boomin was the like the main producer. Who? Metro Boomin. Okay. What does the, that mean? the drum tracks is what I refer to when I say that music. It was just like how the the breakbeat defined like the '80s and the '90s for a lot of different music. These new beats define like the music of like the 2010s to me, and I'm just not a fan of it. The music was I enjoyable. I don't, I don't know that much about music. It's it, <laughs> so it was it was, it was good. It was it definitely fit like the, the mood. Yeah. It definitely fit the mood. It did well. But so this random third just voice just that you're nothing. hearing on the podcast now is our friend Jay. Welcome to Saturday Night Lit, Jay. You've been on the show before. We're happy to have you Back again. again. But now you're live. <laughs> well, now you're live in the storage room studios of Bitcoin Grove. <laughs> That's the name of the, yeah. Well, so it's, it's the but, storage room of the graveyard soon to be formerly known as Bitcoin Grove. 
Uh, so as got this, I was going to keep it as a surprise, but it got ruined right before the show. So we are moving the location of Bitcoin Grove again. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, you know, you got to roll with the punches. You got to yeah. go with the flow. And uh, I mean, we're Bitcoiners, so we don't want to spend too much. You know, we want to save that for Bitcoin. Well, that's certainly a part of it. Um, you know, we were having issues with the landlord and the location. Uh, I think I'd mentioned that one time where we were doing an event up here and then there was an event going on downstairs and they, they asked us to like be quiet because <laughs> this, because, because they could hear everything we were saying downstairs. And I'm like, I mean, I don't see what that has to do with me. Like, what is like, this is our private office that we've supposedly rented as a private office. And you guys are doing some, you know, little fly by night event for a few hours and you guys are having an issue why are you talking to me? I'm not the landlord. I'm not the manager of the property. So, anyways, that was just like one of various oh, it was the issues people that was doing it. Well, they said something to you. Yeah, yeah, because they were trying to do some event in the lounge downstairs. Okay, and it's just this floor has no insulation. There's no soundproofing or sound deadening or anything. So, you know, they're like, "Yeah, we can hear everything you're saying." And, and this is what you do. You say, "Okay, no problem." Download a Bitcoin wallet. And you know, let me get you set up. And as, as long as everybody gets it, gets set up, then then we'll you know we'll be quiet. You know? I wasn't trying to do that. <laughs> I mean, that was a whole. There was a whole thing where like I gave him like a bunch of time. Like I moved everyone to the conference room just so that because the conference room is above a business as opposed to the lounge, so you don't really hear what's going on in the conference room. So I'm like, okay, I moved them into the conference room for a while, but then. And then they told me how much time they wanted. But when that time came, like, then they wanted more time. And I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah. Like, I'm actually trying to have an event right now here at this space that we're renting that we have, you know. So. All right. All right. I'm done with the story. But so we're going to a new place. Great. Awesome. Yeah. yeah okay. So, have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. I just know that there's no furnishings. Uh. <laughs> oh, bootstrap. I mean, oh, it's just like that's this place what he was when, talking about yeah. when to move this thing. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, we got to move everything, right? We got to move everything from oh, here. Oh, Sats, man, I heard about this. This is cool. Yeah, it's the um, it's like uh, what's it, Pac-Man, but instead of Pac-Man, it's Sats Man. So it's like a little guy who's running around eating the fiat. I like the designs. The um, the different Bitcoin logos got the black one and got the orange one that's yeah, it's well cool. done for sure hmm. some pizza well maybe we'll have this as a as a cover of an episode one day but yeah so, i was gonna say so yeah so we're gonna be to moving we're gonna move in bitcoin grove uh at least temporarily until we find like a permanent location because you know this is we're moving with the same landlords and i personally don't like these landlords i don't feel like they've really been supportive or forthcoming or even consistent with their like representations so you know th th there's an aspect of, of staying with them for convenience because we already have a relationship with them but it's not a good relationship so like i don't even you know uh we need a place to go so to speak but i would i would like to find something that's going to be uh you know like good for us both financially and emotionally do you know anything about the new place? Like, does it have a spot like this where you can you know, do a podcast? I, I really don't know anything about the new place. I, I don't know. Because so, it's part of the selling point, right? It's, you know, you'd like to be a member. We have all these amenities and, you yeah, know. It's, I don't know. I, I, that, to, to TBD. So, you TBD. know. TBD. I'm hoping for the best. You know, we're resilient. So, we'll, we'll make the best of whatever happens. But obviously, we have certain minimum needs. Like, we need some good internet. 
right? Like we host a show here. We're broadcasting high quality audio over the internet right now. So we can't have no crappy internet connection. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, you know what they say? When Kali destroys a city, he builds an empire. So. <laughs> so today I had the first rehearsal for the next scene uh, in my, oh, yeah. my participation in the Bitcoin Executor. And uh, I need to get your autograph before you become famous. Too late. No, no. Um, <laughs> it was it was interesting. So I got to meet the other actor who's in this scene. So it's a different actor that was in the other scene because it's a different part of the storyline of the film. And it was just fun. Like uh, we we did a phone like a phone video call. And so it was the director, me and the other actor. So I got to meet the other actor for the first time. Uh, we talked a little bit about the scene, you know, uh, trying to like imagine what the circumstances were and trying to get into the, what's the movie about again? Or is that, um, NDA? Well, I mean, so I think what I can say is it's this, it's a story about, Oh gosh. You know, the thing is like, cause, cause my, I only have two scenes and they're such tiny scenes in this movie that it's like, I only know so much about the film. So I can only, I, I can only, only say so much because I know only so much. Um, you know, it's a story about an economist who had, who he's like a mainstream sort of, you know, Keynesian kind of economist. And then he had a friend at the university where he was teaching who was an Austrian economist. And then something happens and the Austrian economist like disappears and the mainstream economist goes on an adventure to like try to figure out what happened to him or where he went or something like that. That's, that's as much as I can really say about it at the moment. So, uh, but you know, cause I, I, since he's a Keynesian economist, a, a part of the movie is about like discovering Bitcoin, what it means, comparing and contrasting the way Bitcoiners think versus the way like fiat, Keynesian type. I was, I was thinking it was going to be. Yeah, it sounds like, like he, he went to go live in the woods and like discovered Bitcoin. No, I don't. <laughs> or like he started reading the Bitcoin standard or something, you know, like and I wanted to see how they think, you know. Yeah, so I'm really excited uh, for the one day eventual, you know, release of this film. It is going to be a feature length film um, and it's called The Bitcoin Executor. So I will definitely let the public know when it's. Feature length film, it just means it's long. An hour and a half, two hours? Yes. Okay. Wow. That's just a funny name to put. It's a feature length. Well, I mean, it's not a short film. Yeah. It's not a documentary. It's, a, it's like a fictional film with actors and scripts and storylines and well, scenes. I wish you the best. Well, thank you. I'm looking forward to it. I, it's, it was funny because, I mean, you know, having to act it with the other actor and having to sort of contextualize the scene... Um, who the other, you know, like the other character in the story is not a Bitcoiner like in the scene, but I'm the Bitcoiner in the scene. And just starting to think about it more like critically as opposed to bef like before I did the rehearsal today it was mostly just trying to remember the lines. And but now that I, like I got the lines down for the most part, now it's just about actually embodying the scene and making becoming it, the lines. Yeah, becoming the the lines. <laughs> God. So something else I did this week was uh, go to a concert. I haven't been to a concert in a while, I think. It's been, has it been since like 2018? Oh, man. Since before, before the war, the COVID war. And the before times. The before times, yeah. 
for real. BC before COVID. Before oh, COVID. Before BC. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was cool. It was this band called Men I Trust, which um, there's like um, they're out of. I'm about to say French Canadian. They're out of um, Montreal, actually. It's just like a three-piece band, like the guitarist slash bassist and the key player. They're really talented. They're really, really good. And this beautiful front uh, front woman who sings, and beautiful voice, too. I've, it was interesting how I found them. I was walking through a department store, Burlington, <laughs> and I hear this sick bass line. I'm like, what is that? What? And then I don't use Shazam or anything like that. I, I don't like using these kind of apps. So I just try to listen to the lyrics and I write it down and it took me like 20 minutes, but I finally found the band. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. And I became a huge fan ever since. I just listened to a lot of them. They came back in 2019, actually. And I just saw them again. But this time I paid for the VIP package. I got to meet them and everything. It was cool. Oh, cool. And I told them that story. Hey, that's how I found you guys. <laughs> but um, no, so it was really cool. I enjoyed the um, most fun being at a concert. I haven't been at a concert in a while. But it was weird because, you know, it's when it hits you, like, oh, damn, everyone is so much younger than me now. <laughs> oh, man. And all these different lingo I was hearing, I'm like, what are they talking about? <laughs> what are they even saying? What are they saying? Some kids were talking about, like, um, about some festivals they go to. And the kid was like, oh, the artists, the artists were super mid. And I'm like, what? Super, super mid? mid? <laughs> super. <laughs> And it was like, you know, I, I could understand what they're talking about, but it was just kind of funny. I'd never used mid in that sense. I'm guessing it comes from mids, you know, like we. Yeah, but like you don't say super in front of it. And I think they're yeah, using it wrong. It's like, I don't use it. I don't use it, but I think they're doing it wrong. <laughs> well, it's the new way, you know? And someone. No cap. <laughs> no cap. Yeah. yeah, we always talk about new stuff that we haven't heard, and that was part of it. But it was a good show, otherwise. Um, despite the rain and despite everything, it was a lot of fun. Then I'm going to go see The Smile at the end of the month, which is like a Radiohead offshoot. It's Tom York, Johnny Greenwood, and then some drummer. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I've seen them a couple of times on, you know, on the YouTubes, and they're really good. So I can't wait. Well, yeah. That's good. I haven't so, been to a concert ahead. in a long ass time either. Actually. But I did go to that. Remember that Tina Turner show that I went to? Yeah. The, that was the last like, kind music. of concert. It was the yeah, musical. I think, I think that's the last thing I did too was like a musical or like a theater play or something. And then she just died. Rest in peace, Tina Turner. Oh, yeah. I mean, wow. It's like they knew. What the fuck? What were you going to say? I, I was going to say I, I like to go listen to the stand-up comedy. I go, to, I go see that a lot. But you also have a personal hobby of stand-up comedy, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I've got, <laughs> I, I'm into all kinds of different stuff. So there, there for a time I was going up on stage and trying out. But um, I do like to, you know, just you know, just see it myself and, you know, watch it on TV. Go, go see it live. Yeah, one of my coworkers, um, a fellow, um, we call him team leaders, team lead. He does stand up, so I want to go check out his stuff. So if you ever want to come with me, yeah, definitely. <laughs> go check like out stand up. That'd be awesome. I hope he's especially funny. if you know somebody. If I hope so too. We can heckle him, you know. If not, <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> have I ever told that heckling story? Uh oh. <laughs> it was uh, e evil brunch is coming out. No, but it was. It wasn't me heckling, but it was just like I had witnessed. It was back at Churchill's Pub, and Churchill's used to have this Monday night open mic. 
And it was like for years and years, it was legendary in Miami. And people would do their poetry and their, their comedy. And it was a lot of like self-expression, you know, people just needing to express themselves. So there was mm-hmm. this one time this guy was trying to do a comedy routine. And you could tell that he was trying really hard, uh, but it wasn't necessarily landing. And then there was just someone in the audience who, I don't know what, but somehow just kind of like got into it with this, with this guy on stage. And then, uh, started like, not just heckling, but like arguing, (laughs) arguing to the point where the guy on stage, like lunged from the stage at the heckler to like attack them physically. And that was, uh, that's my, that's my heckling story. He was just expressing himself. It was a very intense experience, you know, like to see this guy go, like go on stage and being so vulnerable and, and like hoping for things to go so well and for everyone to have a good time. And <laughs> like instead it just, it went like, oh, no, like the wrong way. Did he get some laughs when he went off stage? I don't know about <laughs> that. I think everyone was just like, oh, crap. Thank get God. out of the way. Thank God it's over. <laughs> no, it was harsh. It Whatever was harsh. happened to our comedian, comedian friend who would sometimes, uh, remember when, when we were still playing in Mother? Yeah, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm just curious. You know me, I'm bad at like keeping in touch with anything. Gotcha. I just kind of exist. So Jay, thank you for coming today. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, For everyone who doesn't know you, tell us a little bit more about yourself. So I'm Jay and I'm coming here today basically to uh, talk a little bit about the uh, volunteering that we did, that we were invited to brunch, Bitcoin brunch. was invited to what was what was the place called stem career day yes a global stem stem day and it was uh, at a local area magnet school you know i think maybe you talked about it on one of the other podcasts but um yeah so we got to speak with some some intelligent you know high school kids that were interested in technology and all that kind of stuff and um there was we were set up and then there were people from you know different booths like from the navy from different career paths, um, massage therapists, and, and all that kind of stuff. So basically, we were there just talking to them for free, talking to them about Bitcoin, um, talking to them about you know, financial literacy. Well, it's not for free. It's value for value. Your time. <laughs> it's your time. Well, I, I, I guess the distinction that we them. made is or, or you you know, we're, we're, we're not yeah, we, we're not under a CEO. There's nobody out here paying us to be out here. That you know, We're not under the direction of, you know, somebody, you know, like where this is like a decentralized thing. You mean the the CEO of Bitcoin made you do that for free? (laughs) That cheap bastard. So you found value in being in there and doing what you were doing. Yes. And we were actually invited to, you know, come and speak at other events. So that was pretty cool. And they gave us a, uh, you know, a little congratulations or not congratulations, like a thank you plaque. Before we get too into that, I do have a really important question. Hmm. Are you panda zoologist? (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. yes. yeah, that answers that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, we got a funny little community over here. So I got two questions. Oh, Panda's listening. Oh, I, I was, He's definitely I was, listening. I was waiting for him soon. to see, yeah, say something in the chat. We're you know, pulling like. him on the show a little later. I'm bringing him in for a special segment. Oh, good. Um, so I got two questions. The first question is, whatever happened to the to the poster board? Where is it? It's in my trunk. You know, we should like set it up in Bitcoin Grove, you know, we yeah. put it on display here. Yeah, but 
I think some of the redo some of the thing that Mars said, and and I agreed with when because I, I was listening to the podcast the other weekend. He was talking about like making it just more graphical, you know, stuff that's easier to explain. That's just point pointing at it, like yeah. we're we're explaining the the high points, and just to be able to like point like okay, decentralization, like what does this mean, you know? And then like okay, each one of these dots, they all have a copy of the blockchain, you know, just like simple, um, like a static PowerPoint. Yeah, you know. Exactly. You know, like this is we're we're talking about things and any of these things that we can point to to make it, you know. Yeah. So um, well, definitely. The, the, thank you for doing that. That's, that's pretty cool. I definitely appreciate that. I find value in that. Um, yeah. Well, I made it a point to like tape the the sheets on so that we could be easily removed and replaced with other things. I mean, obviously, we can just buy another poster board, but. I don't know. I'm cheap like that. I'm a Bitcoiner like that. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. Yeah, don't waste it. Be stacking stats. So um, they ask good questions. You know, that was the that was the thing. You know, like they they ask a lot of good questions. You know, a lot of people already had it on Cash App. Some people had already you know had some in their personal wallets. Okay, so um, it was mostly Cash App, you would say. Yeah, m- mostly Cash App, and you know, some people like understood. Like one kid, he had already had like a grasp of inflation and understanding like you know the the money printing and then you know the value of the dollar going down and the, the houses going up you know he was starting to get all of that so um what would you say was the most common question you encountered well i mean ever i don't know that there was like a a consistent because everybody had something different so that we would kind of go into it with them and ask them what they knew and then we would sort of go from there. What about um, the toughest question you encountered? The toughest question was this guy asked me, so you say that's good savings technology, but what makes it so good is savings technology. Like what what why is it so good? Right. And I was explaining to him about the finite supply and everybody can verify and to have something that's, you know, portable and, and it's, you know, easily divisible and scarce, all this kind of stuff, the all the different properties of money. And, you know, that they had to leave at the end of that, but um, you know, he, he left. He he seemed like he had a firm grasp of of everything that we talked about, and um, yeah, I mean, we, we got some. Cool, it wasn't just me. There also there right. were, there was a representative from Simply Bitcoin, and then another representative from uh, the Bitcoin Grove. So, yeah, you know, they got kind of different perspectives. He said they gave a participation recognition plaque mm-hmm. so it was like it was one for the whole group or one per person i think we all we all got one because she was asking my name and, you know and sent it to me in the email just like i thank you but for participating but it wasn't a physical thing it was like a, no oh, okay no, so it was an email thing. yeah well you know you guys should uh definitely feel free to send a copy of that to like someone from bitcoin grove it would be cool to like put it on the wall and uh as a part of like you know the history of the stuff that we've done you know, if, if any of you guys would be into that, I'm a little bit sentimental. Yeah, like, yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> and, and I posted it in some of the Telegram groups, and somebody had, from one of them, sent me a message and was asking me stuff about, you know, Bitcoin education, and they were doing something similar in Canada. They thought it was really cool. They asked me, you know, what kind of questions I got and what what type of information that I used. And I, just, I have a lot I of just memes. Found the photos. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I have a lot of memes that like I have saved to my phone and like, so I'll, I'll use certain one of the ones of those. Like, so I would say, um, 
ask your parents how much houses cost whenever they were growing, you know, going through uh-huh, school, yeah. right? <laughs> like, how much did your ha- parents, you know, pay for their house? Ask them that, and then go look at go on Zillow and see how much houses cost now. It's like it's not that the houses are so much more valuable and they got so much more rooms and you know they've got you know this or that thing going on is that the money is worth less you know and, and you look at it's across everything and talking about in the grocery store and then when you look at how much things cost online and you know so you know just stuff like that they 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 got it really easy whereas when i talk to older people you know they're they just have this like the the fiat kind of mentality and yeah. like that the way they think That's about like, money wow. and like you know, the, the, feeling like they need to trust the bank, and but like also not trusting the bank, but they feel like, but you have to use a bank. You just have to, like, you know, and you explain to them that you can be your own bank, and it's just like, you know, <laughs> they're, no, they're not ready for you're it. You're trying yet. to sell me some snake oil. <laughs> I'm not falling for that one. Uh-uh, so you just put your money in there and you just leave it, like, and it, but it goes up and down. It's like, but yours only goes down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> One last question from my side. Um, so obviously you went there to try and, and, and spread education. Is there anything the that you children. learned? Yeah, just, you know, how to meet somebody where they're at. You know, so that, that's, that's you know, kind of what we would do whenever people would come come to us. We would kind of see where they were at. Some of them, you know, if they've heard about Bitcoin, but they didn't know, you know, like, so some people would make the distinction about there's Bitcoin, not crypto. Some people, okay, I got that part. Like, what about the money part? Like, why is it better for savings? Uh, other people, um, they don't know anything about anything, and they don't know anything about money. So that's a, that's a different kind of topic and a different way that you have to explain it to people. So just to make, like, a blanket you know, oh, this is Bitcoin. Like, you know, it's each iteration of that, you know, because there's been so many different Bitcoin education stuff. Each iteration is only going to get so many people. Like how many podcasts did you listen to? How many movies or, you know, like, you know, YouTube videos and articles did you read, blogs, before you really started to understand Bitcoin? You know, right, like, and, right. and like everything that's, you know, about the energy and, you know, understand the politics and the Federal Reserve and the history and financial stuff. Like it's a lot. You know, it's it's not like a you know, you you get it after like a thirty second or a minute conversation, but you know, getting exposed to it a little bit over time, that's you know, can cause you to kind of like, okay, I've heard about this a couple of times. It's still around. Let me figure out what this is. That's kind of you know, goes back to the everybody gets the price that they deserve or whatever. Like when you finally you know, because everybody has that story when I, they first heard about it versus when they, yeah. they took it seriously. You know, yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of education, I do want to mention because uh, Mars and I have been talking about uh, you know initiating a Bitcoin 101 series through Bitcoin Grove, like hosting it at wherever Bitcoin Grove is. Uh, so you know, because like now that we've got that dedicated space, we can sort try to build something like that. So the idea is to have a once a month. It's like open to the public, but it's RSVP by RSVP. You know, so because we have limited space. Uh, we'd probably charge for it, or that's the idea, but, you know. It, that's good, though. It, it can be like a hand-holding session where you're, like, you're around people that are in the space, you know, at least in the Miami area. Like, we're pretty known. We're, we're consistent here. And, you know, we're just helping you get it set up with your, you know, with your stuff, put it in your, your own wallet. So it's like we're not asking you to give us anything. Like, that's, we're just, safe, you know, saving you some steps, you know, on learning how to do all that. Yeah, so I, mean, I think, you know, putting the 
putting the, the class or the session together is easy enough. The hard part, I think, is going to be getting people, like members of the public, interested. I don't But, you know, Mars said he's going to come up with some posters and do some Yeah, you, you'll be surprised, yeah, how many people just come out, like, because they got the offer exchange. Coffee and donuts. I mean, people will come just for that. Well, we're going to charge, so... And yeah, so but you have a fresh charge exactly. to do coffee. Okay, I mean that's fine. You know what? Nothing wrong yeah. with that. We'll include that in the price, right? Like, we'll right. We'll. <laughs> I mean, it's it's something I've been wanting to do, and uh, you know, I, it's not that I want to do it myself. Really, <laughs> it's just something that I I want to be happening, right? Just like with Bitcoin Grove, it's like not necessarily something that I wanted to lead. I'm happy Roz is leading it, but I'm happy it's happening. And, and go ahead. We were. There was a guy that came a couple of weeks ago, maybe a, few, a month or two now. He came to Bitcoin Brunch and he was talking about he was going to be doing this crypto event and he was going to have the different stalls about all the different things about you know the different cryptos. And I was like, "What well, do you have anything about Bitcoin?" He's well, like, this was no. the party, right? Like he's going to do like a a party, like, like an yeah, EDM party that's also going to have like crypto education. And yeah, we're like, uh, <laughs> like yeah. You, come on, you got to have you know like you're going to have crypto education. I'm not going to have Bitcoin learn, education, but how much are you going to learn when you're on Molly and like bases going <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> you're going to learn. Well, shit. not everyone is Every, going to be yeah, on exactly. Molly. Everybody's not you know going to be partying like that but it's it's still like it goes back to what i was saying is that another iteration of you seeing it someplace like it's like you get in that social uh what's that called social proof right where you see you know a celebrity with something you know you see a, a edm artist or you see like this bitcoin booth at an edm thing and you're like okay this is like more similar to like the things that i enjoy you know okay what is this you know what i just at least want to have some bitcoin education stuff in there because if you're going to have all the crypto stuff in the Bitcoin stuff, it's going to be clear about Bitcoin, not crypto, and about the security stuff. I mean, because, you know, I, I think most people that get into crypto, they don't really care. But now yeah. that they see, they're all like, oh, if you, Gensler, you know, da, 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 yeah. you know, they're like all mad about it. But, you know, they just didn't understand what it was they were buying in the first place. Right. I mean, I remember when I first started learning about crypto and I was like, oh, well, this is just like stocks. And I was like, you know, but I didn't really think about it too deep. But anyway, I find it funny that we're having all these education talks and Brunch is wearing his shirt. If you don't believe it or don't get it, I don't have the time to convince you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, in context, it's a less harsh quote. I do want to give a quick shout out to Mass Adoption Freedom Festival. This is going to be happening in Massachusetts. It's a Bitcoin um, music and education festival. Um, when is this happening? June 24th from noon to 6 p.m. in Massachusetts. You can go to massadoption.net slash freedomfest.html. That you, being done by our friend... Um, Need Creations. Creations. Yep. So I just want to give a quick shout out since we were talking about mixing music and education. So that's a, a Bitcoin-specific event um, that's going to be happening Wow, like in a week or something. That's and a quick shout out to Mel if she's still listening for those two boosts earlier of 100 sats. Did she send a message? Fountain. No, she didn't send a message. I think she just she pressed the button. Free money. Cool. Support. We're happy to get the free money. <laughs> oh, also, um, <clears throat> so I mean, I did mention we wanted to do the Bitcoin 101. Um, oh my God, this chair. I cannot, I cannot rock in this chair. Uh, 
But the first official event that we have like scheduled and ready to go for the new, new Bitcoin Grove um, is going to be July 1st. We're having a potluck. So I've already got a special guest lined up for that day. Although since it's going to be a potluck, we might have more than one guest because sometimes when we have like a bunch of people here during the show, we just like kind of just have them go one after the other. Like, all right, come on for five minutes. All right, next, come on for five, next, come on. You know, we, we've done that. That was fun though. Yeah, it's fun. It's because, you know, like everyone just gets to talk a little bit about themselves, what's, what's going on with them and then get the fuck off the show. It's like speed potting. <laughs> speed speed potting. potting. Oh, I like it. It's hot. We got we to gotta come up with a, with a jingle for yeah, that. Somebody's going to like put in a big, you know, boost. We're like, oh, put on number 12 again. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. not speed dating, and it's definitely not speed whoring. <laughs> the ASMR. <laughs> so, yeah, so Bitcoin Potluck at uh, Bitcoin Grove, July 1st. So um, if you're not a member, we are asking for donations uh, for non-members. And everyone, pr- please pick a like a cool meal that you could prepare or like a dish or something that you could share with a group. I would say, like, I don't know, make a bunch, and that'll be good. And it should be a nice time. It should be, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of vegetarian options. I'm sure there's going to be a few non-vegetarian options. Uh, We don't have a stove or an oven. We can have a microwave available, maybe a toaster oven. Air fryer. We could have an air, you know, so if you needed accommodations, you probably should just bring them. You know, so you could just bring your own air fryer if you need, if you happen to need one for this potluck. So, but, you know, so, so mar- save the date, you bastards. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, value time splits. Value time splits. What's that? So, um, I don't know. Were you listening to the, um, listening live to the latest podcasting 2.0? Well, I mean, how do you, I, Obviously, I was. I don't know. Because if, you, if you listened to the episode, you would have heard that, yes, I was listening live because I was not feeling well that day. Thursday night, we were doing like my class is doing like a painting thing. So I think the fumes kind of got to my head. So Friday, I was just all like, my head hurts. So I didn't go to work. And then I happened to be at home when I got the notification that podcasting 2.0 is going live. I'm like, OK, let me listen to this show live. And so I did. I boosted live. Beautiful. Love it. Okay, so what was your point? What's this time splits? What is, what is a split? So uh, when we get sent the boosts, like we, the, the one that we did last time from I feel Panda like we should, we should go back even further. We should go back even further. So, so Saturday Night Lit is a podcasting 2.0 compliant podcast, which means that if you are using a modern podcast app, you could actually send us sats directly through the podcast player right now. So if you are listening on a modern podcast app that has value for value enabled, go ahead and boost us. But what is a boost? A boost is when you send us sats to the podcast player. So that is what a boost is. Now, when someone boosts us, the money doesn't necessarily all come to us, correct? Where else does the money go? So that's what the splits are, though. Oh, okay. So, and that's defined by the, <laughs> the RSS feed. <laughs> Trying to the Socratic method there, you know? Um, and yeah, no, so we define, okay, 5% maybe goes to J, maybe a 5% goes back to the, the, the podcast index that's been running this open source for almost two years now, almost three years now. Yeah. 
And that's what the splits are. So what value time splits is something latest, the latest thing that they've been messing around with is basically for a portion of the show, let's say for the portion of a song, three minutes, five minutes, the, um, the value block where the splits go changes for those three, uh, three minutes, let's say. Or it could be like, for instance, the time in which we have a guest on the show. Yeah. So like maybe, you know, when we start the show, it's just us two. But then later on, when we have the guest on, once we have the guest on, we can include the guest for that time in the split. So like any boost that gets sent to the podcast, when someone is listening to that portion, will get split with the guest also. And then once the guest like leaves, if we kick you off the show, we're like, okay, get the hell off the show, Jay. Like if you overstayed, you're welcome. Then after he leaves the show, then we would like, we would go back to, I guess, the regular split. Like that's essentially what it is, right? Yeah, whatever time that you define, basically. And what they, when I say they, uh, I guess the podcasting 2.0 community has been messing around with is just like playing music and then having people boost live to it. And then um, the... Well, they play, you have to pay. You have to play podcasting 2.0 compatible music. Right. So it has to be music that is um, being hosted with an RSS feed. Um, okay, but you're complicating. Let's just uh-huh. get to the point. Of <laughs> the point is, you could support artists um, by, like, let's say, let's say you're an artist, or let's say you're, um, yeah, you're an artist, and while we play your music, the boosts, the sats that are coming in from those boosts are going to your, um, let's say, your Albi wallet or your Fountain wallet. That's cool. Yeah, that's great. That could expand to anything. It doesn't have to be music. It could be like you saying as a guest, or maybe you're a speaker, maybe you're reading one of, maybe Brunch is reading one of his essays or something, and people could boost that. So what about the Apple thing where they are going to shut down Domus because they were getting zaps? So what about this? So is Jay's this not from the, the future. Thing? I mean, I was actually going to bring this up. So Apple has been in the Bitcoin Twitter news this week because they have told the creator of Damas to remove the Zap functionality from Damas. Zaps is basically sending Bitcoin through Lightning in Noster uh, because they could be used to purchase digital assets, which is apparently against Apple's terms of service for their apps. Um, now, Zaps are not specifically necessarily or even actually sent for the purchase of digital assets they definitely could be but it's more like instead of sending someone a like or a thumbs up you send them a zap which is like literally money like you're literally sending someone money for the content of their post now the content of that post could theoretically be construed as a digital asset Therefore, you know, Apple's like, nope, you got to remove this. And so, you know, the the Nostra people are all up in arms about this. And uh, I well, think somewhat reasonably so. I mean, simple solution, right? Get the fuck off Apple. Yeah. I think I may, I may have read it wrong, but I think the what the whoever the, whoever it is that's the leader of Domus, he the said leader. that you can put it. Like you can put the zap button on somebody's profile, right? Yeah, but you can't have it on the specific notes. Well, he's so like hoping, if somebody he's hoping, but that's the whole thing is that oh. Apple had already approved his app, you know, so they're coming back after the fact and saying, actually, you know what? No, 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 no. So it's the same thing. Yeah, he could he could implement that and maybe at first Apple will accept it, but maybe down the line they're gonna be like, Well, you know what? No, because this could just be a roundabout way. Of paying for digital. I mean, it's. I think it's, it's just, just because some people are making a hundred thousand dollars, you know, whatever in value, 
and the exchange rate and they're not getting that 30 percent you know they want a piece of that and with bitcoin it's you know there's no third party so there you know there's no way for them to do it and that this what they're starting to realize you know it's just like some of the governments start to realize and that's why they're wanting to use it with the BRICS countries it's like oh okay i don't have to trust anybody else nobody else has to custody you know this oil or this um you know this grain or you know this cattle whatever it is that they're using as the commodity you know the commodity-backed money that they're wanting to start up with now they're starting to figure out about bitcoin i don't know what do you guys think about that i want to go back to the value time splits but oh, <laughs> yeah we got so far off um how the do real uh, well go ahead no i mean I, I don't remember how we even got onto this topic from where you started i have no idea but just <laughs> i mean i like the topic don't get me wrong but just real quick so with the value time splits um it would be cool if we had um i guess like different artists going head to head in a show see who got more more money more booths like like let's say let's say as like producers or something like like you made a mix and then someone else made a mix and then and and then whoever gets more booths wins that battle or like an mc battle you know yeah and yeah that would be fun yeah there's just different ideas i mean there's I've a lot of interesting like, things like you, things. you could completely redo the um total request live remember that so do, do you know what, remember that yeah. show so they used to have this thing on mt maybe they still do i don't know oh, mtv MTV. yeah mtv used to be a music like they used to to show music videos and then they had this show in the afternoons where uh people could call in and i guess they would pay a dollar or something i don't remember what the the deal was but basically the audience would request music videos and then they would have a countdown of what the most popular music videos were that day and so instead of you know uh and of course it was probably rigged and mtv was likely you know like finger on the scale yeah finger on the scale kind of thing so you know they would always make sure that the right songs were in the top 10 list um there was a do you remember the box Oh man! And then the box was a jukebox. It was it a was, jukebox for was music videos. That idea, but the whole day it was just like videos all day. Yeah, and, and then still it. you got to imagine like, did they? Was it really legit, or did they also like screw around with the order of things for the purposes of ratings? You know. Anyway, so to, to get back to what we were saying, yeah, I mean, you know, the value splits is really, really interesting. There's a lot of potential for it. It it addresses the concerns about royalties and licensing. Like it allows you to bake all of that stuff directly into the protocol layer so that you don't have to worry about those, you know, about accounting for those things after the fact. Like if you, and, and then if you have it in the contract saying, okay, this, you know, this is a business, you guys agree to give me 5% whenever on during my stream time or whenever I'm, I'm in here, if if that's already set up and you can verify that, then you can go into it and you don't have to, you know, you don't have to wait. I don't have to wait for you to dish that out to me, right? It goes right to me if when somebody. Yeah. So, I mean, it. so, you know, uh, we don't, we don't, we don't currently have you in the split, but I know, I'm just, <laughs> but, but, I'm but just but saying if, for instance, but if we were know? to have you in the split, then, you know, like you would, you would see <laughs> full disclosure, <laughs> but if we did have you in the split, you would see the, you would see the, the Bitcoin, like, immediately when people were zapping them because it's since it's through the lightning network you know like them um boosting us would immediately boost you it's it's pretty cool I and mean, we've seen it uh, well not in person did we i don't we tested it out a little bit yeah with, we we with tested Damien. with dame but something well, when i send like a boostergram it says the split 
It says yeah. so much oh, it'll show going. You yeah, it'll it says show so much going to Podverse, so much going to the creator, so much going to whatever else it is. Yeah, as it should, as it should, it really should. And you know, and it's it's all transparent. Like you could see what the split is, what the value block is on the RSS feed. So because you could, there's a difference between what you see that I sent versus what you receive. Right. You know, you'd be like, okay, they sent X amount of sets, but we received, you know, a, a smaller percentage of that. I mean, most of it. But Correct. No, look, right here you can see. Even though the, the full boost was 2420, we got yeah. 2166. Yeah, exactly. Damn, that sucks. That was, that was a zoologist. <laughs> no, I'm happy. Zoologist. I'm happy for any and all sets that people are willing to boost to us. And if, if you do not have a modern podcast app, then you need to go to podcastapps.com. Podcastapps.com. Although you're obviously not listening to this on Spotify or Apple because we are not on Spotify or Apple. I always have to tell people that when I'm like, I do a podcast and they're like, oh, you do a podcast. How can I listen to it? I'm like, on a, on a modern podcast player. They're like, like Apple? No, that is not a podcast player. No walled gardens here. I did have it on here to talk about this Damas thing. And I was talking to um, my buddy Liron, who will be on the show next week. He's one of the founding members of Bitcoin Grove. I can't cancel Saturday Night Late if you keep bringing people on, damn it. That's the idea. <laughs> I that know. That is the idea. So, um, oh, Chimp popped a little can open. Um, and so I was talking to Liron about, about Noster and, and one of the points I made, not necessarily about Damas, but just about Noster in general, is that I think all the, a lot of the projects that people are developing for for Noster are too broad. They're trying to do too much, and they're not like they're not focusing in on one like particular use case and just making sure that they can do that use case very well. They're so. Th- and and to me, this was this is not in the spirit of what Noster was supposed to be or what Noster should be. Fiat Joff recommended that like you. Fiat Josh. Joff. Fiat oh, Jaff. Fiat F-I-A-T-J-A-F. He's the inventor of Noster and he's a Bitcoiner. So he had suggested that, you know, like, so Noster's a protocol. It's like a set of rules for how 
you know, different software can communicate with each other. So he said, think of a use case for Noster and like make it happen. But instead what they're doing is like they're trying to, you know, like it's the new Twitter or like it's a new Facebook. And like that's that's like 50 use cases in one, like you're, you're way too broad, way too big of a scope. So for any Noster people who end up listening to this, just do one thing well and then you can move on to doing a second thing well instead of doing like 12 things in a mediocre manner. That reminds me of one way of approaching to play the guitar. Instead of trying to you know, like play these chords with all the strings, just like start with one string and learn how to get good with one string and then expand yourself there. All right. So I would like to uh, bring on our next guest because I want to talk about a special uh, thing that's been in the news and I feel like this next guest would be very appropriate. So, uh, Chimp, are you going to be able to make this happen? Can you, can you, can you make things happen, please? What happened? What are you talking about? Can you? <laughs> Welcome. You're on Saturday Night Lit. What's going on, guys? Yeah. Hey, what's up, Panda? <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes, we sir. can hear you. Oh, that's good, man. So tell I turned off my set. I don't hear you guys. I'm just on the phone now. That's perfect. Wait, you don't hear us? No, he turned off the sound. So <laughs> God damn it. I don't want to hear the echo or reverb on the cause the reverb. Good call. You've obviously done this before. So, Panda. Yeah, I've done it before. Panda, the reason I got you on, you know, I mean... Love you, man. You're a great guy. Always fun to talk to you, but I've got you on with a purpose because something really crazy happened this week. Something that, you know, historical never happened in this country before. And I couldn't think of no one better to talk about it than you. And I am talking about the arrest of President Donald Trump. <gasps> yeah, it's a horrible thing. I mean, it's never happened in the history of the United States. And, uh, I mean, this is the kind of things that third world nations do. While that happened, Egypt uh, applied to join BRICS. They're willing to take the Chinese uh, yuan and the ruble for trade. Um, and the president of Kenya went to the Pan-African Congress and said, why are we using the dollar with trade between each other? We have a system now where we could work and trade in our own local currencies. That's also happened at the same time, too. Well, this is something that we do to third world countries. We don't do it to ourselves. No, we, yeah, we screw them over with the dollar. Especially these days, we export our inflation to them. You think inflation's bad here in, in the States? It's even worse around the world. Venezuela's over 100%, right? Or Argentina? Yeah. Something like no, that. No, it's like then. 400%. That's crazy. Well, what do you think about that, about the BRICS? You know, I think they should just use Bitcoin, but that's, you know, coming from a Bitcoiner. Well, I mean, there's like, there's one bank in Russia that's going to start offering exchange, Bitcoin exchange for trade, international settlement. And China is opening up again for some reason um, in Hong Kong. So they're, they, they've been you know pursuing companies and, and all this stuff and saying, hey, come to Hong Kong and Dubai also. Well, we're, you know, it's been a rough couple of weeks, you know, as a, 
as a Bitcoiner, it's been some volatility for sure. Um, uh, and uh, Panda, I want to ask you because you know, so the things that you mentioned before about BRICS and Kenya, obviously it's a double-edged sword. There's one side of it where it's like, if I was a Kenyan or if I was Egypt, like I would want to be getting free from the dollar because as you said, like we're exporting our inflation to these countries. Um, but as an American, I see this as, you know, this is the weakening of the dollar. This is the weakening of the U.S. empire. So, like, how do you see this playing out over the next few years? I mean, one, it's going to solidify a base around Trump, right? You know, people are not going to like what's happening, and they're like being decent. You know, you're disenfranchised 81 million, or what, 78 million people voted for Trump this last time around. So you're disenfranchising those people. He is the lead candidate. He is your prospective nominee for the Republican Party that would go up against Biden. And it's going to be hard for Biden to go up against Trump. Your gas prices were cheaper. Your food costs were cheaper. You weren't worried about the economy. I didn't start any wars. There, you know, there's a lot of things that Trump can say and say, hey, were you better off four years ago? And Ron Paul said it the best. People vote with their belly. You know, I mean, I, you talk to people, I talk to people all the time and, you know, everybody's mind is, you know, I paid $300 for groceries this week. You know, or, you know, I had to fill up my truck with 75 bucks. Uh, do you really think they're going to keep Biden around, though? I mean, is he really in the plans? As of so far, uh, Gavin Newsom has said he's not going to run. I mean, you got RFK. He's, you know, he's probably the biggest challenger right now. Um, That's the last person they've let into the establishment. <laughs> I mean... I see him as like the Bernie bros of 2016. Um, in the Democratic Party, over one third of the delegates, you know, our delegate system is to the party. To, it's called super delegates. So like, you know, your senators, your congressmen, you know, your party chair for the state, they all have votes and they're all establishment. So like right off the bat, a third of them is going to go to, you know, the establishment candidate, which is Biden right now. Well, so in the last election, the way that I looked at Bernie was, was it the last, did he run in the last election? Mm. 2016. 2016. Yeah. So in the yeah. 2016 election, when Bernie ran, I kind of, especially at the end when he finally caved in and told everyone to vote for Hillary, I sort of saw his role as basically to herd the progressives for the Democrats. Like if they didn't have someone like a Bernie Sanders yes, to I, keep I all of these progressives in line, then they probably at the end of the day, they would not have voted for Hillary and it would have been even worse. People got excited for Bernie. So, so I got to wonder if it isn't the same thing for like an RFK is that he's there to mm -hmm. sort of to herd or to, you know, to herd this like fringe, but, but important and significant wing of the Democrat party so that at the end of the day, he's just going to say, okay, well, everything sucks, but like you should vote for, for Biden because if you don't vote for Biden, then, you know, Trump's going to win. And so like, I wonder if, if RFK isn't going to play a role like that. Um, I really want to like, I really want to like him, but then he's like a warmonger. So I don't like him, 
he's like all pro like the Russia Ukraine. Yeah, the whole war. thing with his son. I was like, oh, yeah, his what? son like going and fighting in Ukraine. Like this is all bizarre to me. <clears throat> so Pan- yeah, I mean, like the war in Ukraine is, is hurting is hurting our is hurting our society. It's hurting the economy. Um, planet (laughs) like everyone's suffering like we're all we're you know the west is paying for it so you got like europe and america and all these countries paying for it but like everyone's suffering right like we're suffering because we got to pay for it they're suffering because they're dying and their cities are blowing up and every you know their economy's screwed for years now it's pretty unfair i mean the military industrial company is doing great so okay not everybody Yeah, defense stocks are doing well in the market. That's for sure. They always do well. So, Panda, I want to ask you then. So what do you think is going to happen with this? You know, so Trump was indicted in New York. Now he's been indicted in Florida. I mean, you think they're going to come out with more indictments? Like, how do you think these trials are going to turn out? Is it going to be a big circus? Like, is Trump going to be president while they're still trying him? And then he's going to have to, like, pardon himself? What's, what's, how do you see this playing out? Well, New York is going to be a... St- issue and that one is probably going to be worked out in the next year um the one that just recently was federal and but they're saying there's more indictments to come in like in dc and then there's more in georgia like they're talking about election interference from 2020 in georgia um i think it just really i mean right now it just takes the air out of the room because it's all about trump on the news Right. Every, everything that just happens, it takes all the, the anything political going on. It becomes about Trump, which in some ways is good. In some ways it's bad. But it's mostly good, it though, does. isn't it? I mean, that's what it was for him last time. Like it, yeah. it, anytime he would say anything controversial or uh, rude or mean, like everyone would just turn and look at Trump and talk about Trump and how horrible he is. But that like any publicity is good publicity. It would yeah. be good for financial markets if Trump won because it would be more stagnation and stalemate, you know, Trump doing what he's going to do and saying what he's going to do, but then not being able to get anything passed. Like, that's going to stick. Like, he can do his executive orders, but he doesn't have a full control of the Congress. No, I think he's going to go to war with the bureaucracy. He's going to want to fire a lot of these people and try to get in charges, but basically just got gut DC and got the, the bureaucratic class of, of Washington, DC. I think that's his, his biggest step. Obviously that's what he wants to do, but he already had four years in office. So like, I mean, is it something that he can do or is it just something that he's going to, is it like a carrot, but it's, it's not a real carrot, you know, like he's using it to, to, to get support from his base, but he can't, I feel like he can't fulfill that promise. Like the deep state or now he's calling them the communists, whatever. Like they're way more powerful than him. As far as like, as far as I can tell, like again, cause he had a term already. Yeah. I mean, you know, like presidents, they always kind of go slower at the first because they want to get reelected. Um, it didn't work, but, uh, you know, he's got four years if he gets in and he wants to go to war and he wants to, he wants to get the people that went after him. But I think, you know, I think Americans are going to be more receptive to it since the last couple of years have just not really been good. I mean, just, it's not good for anybody, even Bitcoiners. You no, know, he's not, um, he's not for Bitcoin. No, he's not for Bitcoin, but. He was good for Bitcoin. 
but wh- wh- well, yeah, because he approved all that spending. That you know, the spending. <laughs> you know, when you look at uh, the, like the, 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 the growth of the deficit under the presidents, it skyrocketed under Trump. Yeah, and it's going to skyrocket under Biden. I mean, also the week before, I mean, they basically passed an open like. It, they can go four to they could be four or six trillion dollars spent in the next two years in deficit spending. Like they just gave themselves a, a unlimited credit card. <laughs> yeah, they just suspended the debt limit. Like you know what? Just pause yeah. on this. Okay. But but that's what they do. I think every like every once in a while they just suspend the debt limit. There's this meme and it has the kid from the Matrix that has you know that there the is spoon? no spoon. Yeah, there is no debt ceiling. <laughs> there, yeah, there, there is none. There like as far as I, I mean, the Constitution doesn't actually talk about it, and so there's this whole thing about is it, the, is it the, which amendment is it that they're talking about? Like they want Biden to. To use uh, the 14th Amendment. Yeah, they the wanted to use the 14th Amendment. Mint to platinum, true and dollar coin. I don't even know yep. about that. I mean, that's just so silly to me. Like, well, I the would power rather of the Treasury. Just, huh? The Treasury Secretary has that power. It's it's a law. They passed it in like the 90s. But I mean, why would you do that? Like, why would you print a coin? Like, what's the point of that? Why not just print a bill that had a trillion dollars on it? Like, why does it have to be a coin? That that was part of the law. Because it had to be platinum. The Simpsons did that episode. Because of the uh, the Federal Reserve is the only one that can print dollars. Oh yeah, that's they it. can print coins. They, they can yeah. mint coins. The Treasury can mint coins. Treasury was allowed to print uh, the, the the mint is under the Treasury. It's Federal Reserve note on the dollar. Yeah, Federal yeah. Reserve, but that's not a real dollar. That's a Federal Reserve note, right? right. I mean, there's a they're not You're getting right. a conspiracy yeah, they don't, they don't theory. Have to go back dollars anymore. <laughs> they were I'm dollars when they were back theories, by gold, right? Um, because the dollars are supposed to be the like the the official money of the country, and then the Constitution says that Congress has the power to you know and like this, oh, whatever the Constitution I think it says the only money is like gold, silver, and specie or gold well, and silver. Be like, I mean, you know, just to bring it back to like more. Go ahead. Oh, I'm saying to bring it back to like more Bitcoin crypto stuff. I mean, right now, Bitcoiners, crypto people, Web3, NFT people, they have to think about who's going to be better for their, you know, the economy of what we do, our ecology, our networks, our businesses, our culture, you know, which party is going to be better in supporting that. I mean, right now with the Biden regime, um, you know, this Operation Choke Point 2.0, um, you know, Elizabeth Warren, you know, uh, Gary Gensler. I mean, he's he's going to war with all the, the shit coins, uh, you know, all coins. Um, he's going to go after them saying they're unlicensed securities. Um, if we have less regulation, more clarity on regulation, Republicans have proposed a digital a bill on digital currencies um, that is in the Congress right now. So you have to think about what's important to you. But if you got people that are going to tell you what to do with your body, they're going to try to tell you what to do with your money too. I mean, it's only a matter of time. All right. So that's a future debate uh, to come on for this show. We're going to have a Jay and Panda debating politics, but until then we're going to have to do that in person. So that maybe that'll be when Panda finally gets a place here in Miami. So Panda, you definitely left us with some good food for thought. You got to uh, come visit, man. We'll, we'll have you here live. Yeah, we'd love to I have know, you. I know, man. I got to get out there, dude. I, I, I miss you guys. I really do. 
And we'd love to have you on the show. So uh, definitely people have to think about which candidates or which policies are going to be the most beneficial to you, the short term and long term, not necessarily the same case. So Panda, thanks so much for being on Saturday Night Lit. We hope to have you on again soon. All right. You guys have a good night. It's good talking to you. Peace. Peace. a pleasure to have the panda man on saturday night lit one of our earliest listeners you know, panda and panda needs a jingle panda definitely needs a jingle. definitely needs a jingle we're gonna write you a jingle panda every time you come on you have your own song going <laughs> so i wanted to bring up one last topic that i definitely had to get on the show before we called it a night and it's very timely so maybe it was just yesterday the mayor of Miami, Francis Suarez, has announced that he's running for the president of the United <laughs> States. And may God have mercy on all of us. Oh. This opportunistic <laughs> sack of shit is running to be president. Obviously, he doesn't stand a chance. Um, but, you know, like I feel like he's, he's probably there to start rounding up the Hispanic vote for the Republicans. You know, um, but man, like... So I have this. I uh, wish you told me I, I would have been ready for this. Uh-oh. <laughs> so I, I had made this tweet. Um, I guess it must have been like right after, or actually right before Francis Suarez announced. And the tweet was um, something about like starting a betting pool. Like who is going to do it first? Who is going to make fun of the other person's fake tan? Is it going to be Donald Trump or Francis Suarez? <laughs> like, who's going to bring it up first? Because it's inevitable. One of them is going to talk about the other one's fake tan. It's just so easy. It's obvious. They both have fake-ass tans. Like, somehow Francis Suarez is more orange than the orange man. This is one thing I've always noticed about him whenever I've seen him in person. The orange man. <laughs> <laughs> orange man bad. Wow. Um. That's going to be interesting um, year and a half coming up. That's for sure. I, th- I think this is going to be the most absurd, wildest circus-like um, presidential campaign ever. Like, I think this is going to be off the walls, balls to the walls crazy. Oh, we could have a Saturday like, night lit watch party. Perfect. For sure. We're, we're going to, I mean, we're going to see Republicans, like, say the most horrible Things that they can't somehow they're going to say worse things about Trump this time than they did last time. And then when he gets the nomination, they're going to like we're going to somehow magically see them do that 180 where they all get on their knees to kiss the ring. It's going to be a very entertaining and strange, strange time. Kneel before the ring. Kiss the ring. I forgot to ask Panda what he thinks of um, Rhonda Santis. Rhonda Santis. Uh I mean, I think I think Panda was a was a pretty big fan of of uh, of Death Santis or what was it? Um, DeSantos. It's funny though. So the um, the concert I went to, the opening band was. They said they were from Brooklyn, but they didn't look, they didn't look look like they were from so Brooklyn. Ma- maybe when <laughs> they said they're from Brooklyn, they mean that they live in Brooklyn. Exactly. Uh, they live in Brooklyn. Exactly. Anyway, I mean, it was a cool band. I, I enjoyed it. But in the middle, um, between songs, he was just like. 
fuck DeSantis. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. It was just like um, completely random. But Virtue signal. it got for cheap, you know, it, it got for a cheap cheer. So. Yeah, some cheap grills. Right but there. some people really feel like that. You know? Oh, for and, sure. And, you know, they're, they're not afraid to wear it on their sleeves. For you know, sure. Their political stuff. Like, I don't know. I would rather not tell every single person I interact with all that. Yeah, but I think there's, you know, like this is a band and they're trying to like rile their audience up. So I guess they, they probably sing liberal ass music. So they assume that their audience is liberal. But one thing Panda brings up, that's a good point. He's just like, you know, at, at this point in time, what everything is, you know, the way everything is with the culture, it's like you got to pick a side, right? You can't just be idle. You can't just, you know, you, you, can, you can't just look at these people over here and say, oh, no, no, that's okay, and oh, this is okay, and you can't just be a centrist. You have to pick a side. I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't say I'm a centrist, but I constantly say that I don't pick a side, and that yeah, I'm very right. much a <laughs> sideliner. Like, I am watching from the sidelines. Like, there is a freak show going on, and I'm not participating. But at the end of the day, more you have likely. to place a vote. No, more than likely, I'm not voting for the for president in 2024. Yeah, but like that's a cop out. That's <laughs> is that like, a cop out? It's cop out, and it's it's kind of like you don't no. even get to have an opinion. Democracy is the cop out. Like that's the cop out. Like they're like pretending like that system does something is the cop out. It doesn't. It's uh, it is a theater show that is meant to keep us complacent. Uh, we're talking about the presidential election. I mean, we're talking about local elections is different, but for a president, waste of time to be honest. It really is depends on what state you're in. Like if if you're in like a battleground state and your vote could maybe matter, you know. But I mean, it matters in the context of like if you were a Democrat or a Republican. But I am not a Democrat or a Republican, so like I. To me, regardless of which party, like they're both going to screw me over. Like they're both going to do things that I don't agree with. So, you know, like whether it's a Republican or a Democrat, they're both going to increase the national debt, right? Like so, that's a moot point, right? Like whether it's Republican or a Democrat, they're both going to increase the the effective size of government, regardless of like what the Republicans say about small government or spending or the debt ceiling. Like they're going to raise, you know, I mean, the Republicans bitched at Joe Biden for not putting enough money for the military, you know? And so they increased the amount of money going to the military, even though the military is making more money today than they've ever made. Right. So like, I mean, there's, there is, you know, like obviously, yeah, there's going to be certain differences. Like the, the president gets to choose who's on the Supreme court, but again, I mean, that's, I can understand like if I was, uh, if I was someone who, like my decisions would be affected by the Supreme Court decisions. Like, yeah, that could be important to me, but I have all kinds of privileges that I don't. Brunch, like, you're missing the point. What is the point? You have to be a good ally. A good ally to whom, though? This is the problem, right? Like, so if, if, I'm, if I'm a good ally to the Democrats, then that means that I'm a bad ally to the Republicans. And if I'm a good ally to the Republicans, that means I'm a bad ally to the Democrats. But that's, that's part of the, the problem with the two-party system. It's like, okay, so you, you want to be able to have, you know, I don't know, an abortion, but you also want to have guns, you know, like how dare you have guns and an abortion, you know, or a party or a platform that, you know, has rights to both of those. Well, because just, it's, you got to pick a side, which one do you want the most? Well, so, I mean, I think that this is the, this is the trick, right? That, that they play by forcing us to pick amongst these two choices. And then these two parties, they have essentially co-opted this country They've co-opted the way the the elections work. 
if co-opted. The, the whole thing is screwed by these two parties. And, and the fabricated culture wars is just crazy. That's you know? what, I mean, all the time, right? Like, but, but they're going to say on the floor, like, my friend from North Carolina, you know, who, who doesn't think women have a right to their bodies, but that's my friend. You know, like, I mean, yeah, it's, it, they are fabricated. They are meant to keep us riled up. They're meant to keep us active. They're meant to keep us donating to the campaigns. Mm-hmm. They're meant to keep us, like, so stupefied that we don't really see what's going on. On that note, <laughs> donate to Saturday Night Lit. We take time, talent, and treasure. We need art. We need music. We need a bunch of stuff. We need all the good things. Most of all, we need sats. So. Become a producer of Saturday Night Lit. It was June 17th. Thank you for coming on, Jay. Hey, this was a lot of fun. Happy to have you. You all next week? Oh, we didn't choose a show title. We will sometime after the show, as if that's going to encourage you to upload it. I just want to say one little thing in closing. I just want to encourage everybody to stretch, exercise, eat healthy, get plenty of sleep, drink some water. What's your handle? What's your like contact? Quick, 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 quick. We'll put it on the show notes. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and Panda says, stay strapped or get clapped. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs>